0: Hey girls, uh, what are you doing with my iPod? What what are you listening to?
1: It's just one of your podcasts.
0: Oh, uh, which one are you listening to?
1: A o fifth of a bum bath.
2: A Puffio fifth of a bum bath, eh? Um, are you enjoying it?
1: Well, I like Scott, but we don't reckon much to Elton. Oh, God, it made noises at me.
2: Well, there's beer there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Copperman, coming to you from a very dirty office in uh, New Jersey in the United States of America. And with me via the wonders of the 21st century is my co-host, Mr. Elvin McManus
0: manus.
2: I swallowed when I said it. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like, McManus, yeah. McManus. Howdy doody. How are you? I'm fine. Good, good. I'm literally under mountains of paperwork. Just, and it's not paperwork. I call it paperwork, but it's really like, you know, this is uh, a problem I was working on that's wrong. So I just never made it to the garbage can. Here's some scraps of paper with dollar amounts written on them, but nothing meaningful. An open envelope uh-huh. I've become within this room I'm a version of, of what they call a hoarder I just I'm floundering under my own filth here
0: yeah I I think if I didn't have a girlfriend and kids I'd be one of them people that just doesn't throw anything out does a poo in a bag ties it up puts it in the corner <laughs> well <laughs> that's, that's a bit extreme
2: but certain things like to a point it'll bother me or certainly, I'll I'll clear a tunnel to the three or four things that I need readily accessible.
1: Mm. But
2: um, like, to, the garbage can is maybe eight feet away from where I am, but there's a pile of things to my left that must be thrown out. And I'm not talking about like old sandwiches and stuff, but you know, papers I don't need, used-up pens, and, wow. and yet yeah, when I get up to go leave the room and I go past the garbage can, that won't make it.
0: I don't think I've ever used up a pen. I don't think I've ever gone through the whole biro. I've never keep them that long.
2: I don't know if they're really used up, or if they're just, uh, they become inefficient. I have a lot of gel pens. Oh, I don't know <clears> and I, I've seen Yeah, I don't care for them much either, but they photocopy and scan nice and thick. But, uh, I can see the gel in it, and there's a couple times I've seen it, the little cartridge be empty. But, uh... Did, did you used to buy, like, things that were refillable when you were younger? Like, in school and all?
0: Yeah, I used to buy... used to use a fountain pen for a little while, and you used to buy them little cartridges, little blue or uh-huh. black ones that you could yeah pop in. Or you could throw them around the classroom and get people covered right. in ink. Play
2: with the springs, as they...
0: Yeah. But no, apart from that, I th- I just bought biros. Or that, you know, the, uh... The four coloured pens. Yes, Th- they're my <laughs> Red, favorite. green,
2: blue, and black.
0: That's it. Yeah, I've always got one of them on me, and but I, I never get to the point where I've actually run out. It's I normally lose it before
2: it's actually run out of. Like, right, lose ink. it or break it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Now my son is is a bit of a. Um, well, he's a little boy. He loves the clicky, gadgety kind of things. Oh, look, Dad! This one, has, like the Swiss Army knife of pens look it's got uh, a laser pointer and it's erasable and if you click here it turns into a highlighter and this is pencil and you know he's he's obsessed with all that and he loves the idea of things being refillable and I keep trying to explain to him that we have all these refills and we've lost <laughs> we've lost the original item in which it goes <laughs> so we don't really need them anymore but
0: I should do that with the pencils you know you used to get the refillable leads yeah like the, the one mil ones that you drop in the, the top, remove the rubber. I'd always either use, lose the rubber or lose the pen and have the rubber and the, the refillable leads that go with it.
2: Did you always find that the pencil lasted far longer than the eraser did?
0: The rubbers on them are
2: rubbish. They're terrible. On, on any pencil, really. There's very few. And I know they make the little supplemental things you can stick on top, but why, why not design equal durability or equal length (laughs) not that you need a giant eraser
0: I find through life all the stuff that I buy, multitasking products never really seem to work very well be it a a pencil with a rubber on the top or a phone with a GPS system in it it doesn't really matter, there's always a, a, a way off of one product to the other and so you're better off just buying a pencil and then a big rubber to go with it
2: Yep, I hear you. Now, I I had a conversation with Marianne the other day. We were out at a restaurant, and a lot of times we'll go for like a lunch or something fairly light, and and I'll get like a appetizer as opposed to a full meal, but I'm I'm indecisive, or I'm intrigued by the prospect of oh I don't have to decide I can get the quote unquote sampler, and you know it's got two of this three of that, but I, I that too I'm never satisfied with that. I always end up saying at the end, I should have gotten x, yeah, <laughs> which I knew I would have liked, but yeah, it looked so good in the picture, and it sounded so good, you know, I'm not talking about uh like a more formal meal, but you know sometimes we go to uh I guess they call them American style here, but you know uh Friday's chili they're chain restaurants that are um they offer everything. <laughs> And probably do none of the things particularly well. Right, okay. But, and then on top of that, you get the meal in the place, which is a little of everything. None of them particularly outstanding. Cool. But anyway. (laughs) So, we had a a good show last week with um, Mr. Kulain, guesting. We'll have to make sure we have him back again.
0: Yes, thank you very much, Matthew, even though you're probably not listening to this. I knew he he was a couple of
2: behind, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: So, up yours, if you haven't called up yet,
2: <laughs> well, hopefully he's not fired. That was the big dilemma, but all indications are he's still employed. yeah, I haven't By heard chessington him. chessington Cheesington? Chessington, Chessington, yeah,
0: I haven't heard any different anyway, so I'm assuming that he's either got his job or has been sacked and can't afford the electricity to run his computer
2: <laughs> so we it's uh nearly the end of September. You know, school's been underway. Sports have been underway. A couple of things on both ends. There was one thing I meant to ask you last show, and just the timing with Matt there didn't work out. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm looking for your opinion on something. Now, my son had a birthday party at the start of the month, and you know we sent out invitations and specifically opted to invite certain people and not others. We have a little bit of a dilemma, because in our neighborhood, there's a group of kids who play together and uh some have younger brothers, or older brothers. When they when everybody was little, yeah, you suck it up and you invite the whole family even if you, you you don't want to leave out the little little brother or the the older sister who always kind of hangs out and means well. But now Jay was uh it was his 10th birthday. Thought we were kind of at a good point to kind of say, "Yes, I know Christian has a younger brother, but he's younger. Jay would like to just invite Christian, not family of Christian. And so we had, uh, I think there were about nine people he had invited to his party. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, nine people show up, four of whom we never invited. <laughs> people just took it upon themselves to invite little brothers, older sisters, things, like just... And and it's this was not, again, like a little kid's party. This was... Uh, you know, parents came. They dropped their kids off. They left, disappeared. So we we were left with people we hadn't planned to have come. Some we knew were coming, but what do you say when someone calls and says, uh, "Oh yes, Maverick will be there, and so will his little brother Timmy." <laughs> mm. Oh, plus it was a a style of party. Um, it was we made our basement into like a little casino, and they, yeah. the kids played games, but. We had kind of set it up so that there was a prize for each kid to buy with their winnings. So when we had unexpected guests, it it threw things out of whack in, in a number of ways. You know, certainly we had enough food, but certain, certain other things were a problem. And uh, I was just shocked. I was shocked how many people, number one, didn't RSVP to the party, didn't acknowledge whether they were coming or not, and especially how many people decided upon themselves... I'm going to send more people. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, you would think you're going to be the one who brings the best gift at all because I know you only invited my one son and I sent three family members, but you'll get... kind of make up for it with the gift.
0: Well, yeah, you'd have to wait up at some point, wouldn't
2: you? I don't know. These these were the, the givers of the smallest gifts. And I don't mean small like, well, some people just are in a different situation... It was, uh, yeah, 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 not. This was the kind of gift that you give to, to your mailman, or, you know, oh, Merry Christmas, garbage workers. Uh, thank you for not dumping my stuff on the lawn. Yeah. Oh, no. So, it was, I was shocked. And, and I just don't know. I mean, you figure maybe they didn't take the hint, but we certainly don't want it to happen again. I don't know what to do for the future. Have you ever done that? Have you ever invited. Well, I mean, your kids are still young enough. Yeah,
0: they're young enough but, to get away with that sort of situation because. But, do they, you
2: feel, like, did you feel. I could picture Amanda saying, like, oh, should we both go or one of us stay home? So that, because, I mean, your son's getting older now. He's. Yeah. It's not so much co ed parties.
0: We've been in that situation already where we've. we We've all we always phone ahead just to let them know that we're bringing this kid or is it all right if we bring that kid we don't expect any party bags or anything for uh let's say kimmy goes along as well you know she doesn't expect any party bags it's just we're we're stuck at a loose end we we can't really look after her so you know maybe a man is working or i'm working and one of us has to take both of them to that party and so we just let them know prior to what's going on. If they say no, okay, work out something else, I suppose, or get another mum to take them. I don't know. I'd I'd be worried about turning up with like a a teeny tiny present.
2: Yeah, it's just, I think some people just don't get it. And, uh, I mean, clearly, it's an across the board thing for those people too, because to to not acknowledge the invitation to decide you're going to interpret it however you want <laughs> mm. and then and then to not acknowledge in some way that to, you know offer to help, is this okay? Um you know, I I don't know if I mentioned for my daughter's birthday there was um one person who had basically invited her daughter over to her house for a sleepover at the night of the birthday party. I, I I don't know if we had a chance to talk about it but self invited Yeah, my my daughter had the party. Again, she invited about ten, say five to ten people. Um, Someone who was not top of the list, not the closest friend. You know, the mother called and said, um, is it all right if uh, I have to go to work? Is it all right if I drop my my, uh, daughter off a little bit early? Yeah, okay, that's fine. So we worked that out. And then um, the mother called back later and said... uh, you know, actually, uh, do you think she could sleep sleep over? Could she stay over the night? <laughs> uh, mm. I, I, you know, I, no it's it's a birthday <laughs> it's her birthday. You know, we want to spend time with her. Oh, it's really tough. Well, she's not going to be able to come then. I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, it's, okay, bye bye. Yeah.
0: See you next year.
2: So she called. She ended up getting the okay. It was kind of from Marianne, and and you know, then my daughter knew she's not going to come to my party. If can she stay? Can, yeah, all right. So we'll work that out. And the pretense for this was that um, the mother needed, the mother had to go to work. But then, when the party was over, the, the mother was supposed to come and drop off stuff for her to you know like sleep in and stuff before she went to work. And the mother yeah. never came, so the party ended. The girl's still here. Wait a little while. We call. And she's mom's just sitting home, not doing not not working at all. She just dumped the kid off at our house. <laughs> and again, is this a case where apparently this totally premeditated give yourself a free babysitter thing was compensated in terms of a gift? No, just hmm. the mom just doesn't get it. There are some cheeky
0: people like that. And I, I, we're getting to the stage where we can go to parties and leave Jacob there. Yeah. And he's quite happy with that. Kimmy isn't so sure about that. You know, you, you turn around and she, she'll always be looking out for you slightly. She's quite yeah. happy to go over for friends for sleepovers and stuff like that. But every now and again, she'll look over and go, oh,
2: oh, where, where are they? Are yeah. you so, leaving? When will you be back? <laughs> yeah.
0: like. Now, we've we've dumped our kids off at other, uh, other mums and dads. And Jacob went round recently for a just for a, a muck around with his mate, and Kimmy went along as well because the eldest girl wanted Kimmy there. And then it just turned into okay, right? They they're sleeping over there now, and so okay, me and Amanda it, They were invited. Our hands. Yeah, they're they're invited, <laughs> but it's just one of them impromptu things. Yeah. So me and Amanda clapped our hands together, went had a meal, and watched Inception, and it was brilliant. <laughs> and picked her up the next day, but. To actually phone up and say, you know, can we do this? I want want to drop my kids off and not do anything around my house. I'm just going to balls around my own house. (laughs) No. There is a definite line there. And you got suckered into that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was was bad. And I felt bad too because I've since told my daughter that, like, playing with that girl... Uh, may not be an option. And there's been a couple times we've had to say no to things just because the parents are so wacky. You know, they'll, they'll say, we're going to go somewhere. Uh, we're going to go to the movies. Can we pick Jackie up at 2 and, and we'll have her home by 5? And I'll say, oh, yeah, absolutely. She's got to be back by 6, though, because we're going somewhere. 3.30 rolls by. We're still at the house <laughs> wondering when they're coming. Mm. When we finally get in touch with those people, they say, Oh, yeah, we decided we're going to go to a 7 o'clock movie. Like, hello, you didn't listen to anything I said, didn't communicate <laughs> with us, and now I've got a daughter who had her heart set on going to the movies with your daughter, and uh, I, I'm the bad guy now, that's yeah. to say now.
0: All them people actually listening to us, still listening to us, who haven't got <laughs> kids, good luck. I know it seems a little bit, oh, okay, they all sort kids – but you wait until you get some kids. No,
2: but it's true about everything, though. I mean, there's people... When Marianne and I had our birthday party, uh, first time in a long time we did, like, a big party, and people couldn't be bothered to say whether they'd come or not. And, and we kind of gently reminded, like, you know, we've we got to put a deposit down, so... um
0: Doesn't that happen just anywhere, Just give us a heads up. That happens everywhere, though, doesn't it? Surely.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it does, but... Yeah, you, know, you make you make an effort.
0: I'm I'm the worst person for replying to stuff. I'm I'm that person that you're waiting for the reply from. Definitely, because I have the re- thing there, and either I have to reply that second, or I'll reply the very last second that I have. I'm just terrible. I I don't sit down one day and go. Oh, I should reply to that. Okay, I'll do it now. I never do that. I oh, I should reply to that. I'll do that later. <laughs> and that's what happens to me, and it's always like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, sorry, didn't I say, it? yeah, oh, okay, here we go.
2: There. <laughs> yes, I'm guilty of that, definitely. That takes the wind out of it, because I can't really pick on you. <laughs> you can pick <laughs> on me, I don't mind. No, but it it just, it's definitely not a kids only thing, and I think, you know, the, the kids part of it just creates more opportunity for it, because I certainly don't get invited to that many parties, not as many as the kids do. mm but and i I know it's tough to to know sometimes ahead of time, but having been on the planning side of it, it definitely is a nuisance when people are hemming and hawing and oh, yeah, I'll get back to you or, you know or people who say they're coming and then don't and don't acknowledge that it may have been some sort of you need to know the numbers before yes. you
0: go ahead and book it all up yeah, and...
2: yeah well, yeah. i mean i had had a guy um. We we run a hockey league here, and a, a guy, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. He's the first guy who signed up. Yeah, I'll give you the check uh, next time I see you. Circumstances just didn't have us see each other, but we talked plenty of times. Never said he wasn't going to do it. Jerseys are ordered. First game comes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not going to be able to do it. Mm. Okay, well, here's your jersey. Where's my check? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. Okay, well, three weeks ago... <laughs> We ordered these jerseys because you said you were going to do it. It's got your name on it. Don't know anybody else with that name. Here's your jersey. <laughs> Where's my check? It's either you or your wife. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not like this conversation's happening, you know, in a vacuum. We saw them three days before. You all ready? Yeah, I'm ready to play. You all said, yeah, I'm ready to go. Can't wait to get out there. All right. I'll have your jersey next week. Yeah, okay, cool. Here's your jersey. Where's my check? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. Ah, oh, git. Yeah, it's a little thing, but when lots of people do it, it adds up.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
2: Anyway. Bastards. <laughs> well, you were talking about the, the kids' aspect of it. You had sent me a link of something that was the uh, epitome of great parenting.
0: Ah, oh, this is brilliant. Yes, go on.
2: It's, uh, it's a Czechoslovakian website. Yep. I, mean, I took the liberty of running the headline through google translate there's a good chance here it's uh not well translated but the headline is babies fly away experts say lack of consent but the teacher of parents believe third (laughs) okay i think that's all right and the the paragraph summary here is who has seen a recent tv documentary about flying baby was horrified protested pediatricians and specialists in physical and motor development of infants. Nevertheless, parents with their children happily fly away.
0: Oh, it, it makes <laughs> no sense until you've actually seen the video on, on the actual page. Right, you'll
2: have to see the link on the show notes or on the Facebook page. But basically, it's, was it, three or four adults?
0: Yeah, they're, they're all in, in one room and it's a, a I think, this, this story was sent to me by my Good friend Lee Newton. He lives out there in Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic, I think it is, somewhere around there anyway. And he said it's, it's like a baby massage, and it's good for like a baby bones and baby joints. And these three people basically swing babies. They grab the legs of the baby it up the baby's smiling they swing it down
2: as if you're swinging a cat or something heavy. Or oh, As if it was a baton basically twirl it over their head.
0: Yeah and it's... swing it around by all their joints and the babies are laughing and jumping around and seem quite happy and I'm sure there's no injuries and there's oh, I think it's 1 minute 30 into this video you've got to see it this guy literally grabs a baby by its ankles and swings it around
2: his head. <laughs> <laughs> Literally oh, like man. a
0: hammer thrower.
2: Yeah. And not slowly. And, uh... I mean, he actually looks like a... Maybe a circus employee or something. But he's just trolling it around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll he... have
2: to re-watch it and look for cuts, editing splices, where maybe, like, oops! <laughs> right, redo it. Oops! <laughs> there, I didn't hear any crying, though. There was...
0: I think it's overdubbed
2: somehow. Yeah, actually, you're right. I don't think there is any audio coming through of original.
0: There's probably like a, a baby shape in one of the, the plasterboard walls. Sorry, don't pan around on the left-hand side. You'll see that. <laughs> it, it's just so bizarre. Face print. Now, I, I think they say babies are... You have to learn to be scared, don't you? A lot of kids mm-hmm. haven't got that fear of certain things... Like going up to an animal. You've never been up to an animal, so why should you be afraid of going up to a dog, let's say? And maybe this is what it's all about. They're swinging the babies, and the babies aren't getting hurt, and they're just really enjoying it. Now, if, let's say, I grab my kids by the hands and span around so their feet came off the floor, Mm -hmm. which I do now and again, they absolutely love it. But if my dad did that to me, I'd be petrified. Only because, oh, are you sure you should be doing this? And uh, are you gonna drop me? I've got that scare. I've got that fear factor in my head, haven't I? So,
2: well, even even if the kids aren't afraid, it's hardly in like a um, custom environment for it. They're just in somebody's living room. You know, watch out for that lamp. Door frame. Be careful. You know, it's it's not like they're doing it in a uh, gymnasium with padded walls and lots of Cushions and
0: it's like they've they've underprotected everything. They've taken all the 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 corner bumps off. Mm-hmm. A a lot of the times when you walk into a a, a house with uh, kids, they'll have like these little rubber things that go on the corners of tables and to stop their kids from bashing their heads. It's like they've taken them off and said, "Run at them, children! Run! Look at these pointy things and hurt yourself!" You know adapt yourself to the world out there
2: you know i would think though they they say it's like a baby massage and i can understand like um like gravity boots you kind of hang upside down it kind of works the kinks out of your back and all Mm -hmm. but when you watch that one guy or actually even some of the women are kind of twirling the baby in like a semicircle and an arc it still has to generate a pretty good amount of force on the kids you know arms and shoulders And, and these are Babies. These are not two-year-olds or three-year-olds. These are naked they, infants getting yeah. <laughs> these are just around. toddlers, aren't they? Yeah, not even. I mean, I doubt they can walk. They probably crawl still. And uh, I would think the amount of force. I know you look at like what happens with a golf swing and a uh, baseball. You know, if you swing a baseball bat or a golf club and you let go, it slips out of your hand. It goes flying. Yeah, that's a lot of force you're generating. So if you're swinging a baby.
0: And they're doing it That's so blasé, they could a- actually end up sending one of these babies through a pane of glass.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or just if they hold on to the baby, the amount of force that has to be exerted on the baby's arm to counteract that projectile. Mm.
0: Have you ever been in that position where you're, you're throwing kid, not generally throwing kids up, but your kids up, and Marianne's come along and gone, Um, okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to turn away now, I can't watch you do that. Cause I've done no. that. I've been throwing Jacob or Kimmy up in the air and catching him—not miles,
1: just yeah.
2: out of my hand and <laughs> catch him. And I blah. used to do that with my kids. Once I remember, kind of tossing Jackie and not very high, but just that I caught her wrong and she didn't hit the ground. But like I just—you feel that rush of adrenaline and you're, <laughs> you know, double. Blah, I caught her, but yeah. like what was supposed to happen didn't happen, and I can remember that pretty clearly. It it went
0: slightly wrong. I
2: think I've done that as well. I think
0: most immature parents have done yeah. that, I suppose, at well, some point. It,
2: the same kind of... I remember the same thought being in my head, and that's why it happened is what we were just talking about. Like, you toss the baby up kind of light, but the baby's still coming down with some speed, and, and I can remember just... I was trying to make it so that I could cradle her and not have her, like, thunk, hit my hand with with an impact. Yeah. And whatever I did, it just kind of was in my arm, and she kind of like started to fall backwards, and like ah <laughs> juggle. And did you have you have that
0: rush of adrenaline? Yeah, but yeah. did you have the thoughts of oh my god, this could have happened? Oh my god, this could have happened? Oh my god, what else if I hadn't done that? Oh my god.
2: Uh I not with that because that I was pretty good with, but uh, there there have been other times where I'm like, oh my god, what if that happened? And oh. Oh,
0: oh, There was one time, uh, me and my family, when I was really young, well, I was probably around about 10, I suppose, and we went down to the Isle of Wight on a beach, mm-hmm. lovely sunny day, and somehow we got, we ended up having a boat, one of these little ones, where you, little rubber dinghies where you put the oars in and paddle around.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: my brother was in that, and I tried to scare him by pushing the rubber dinghy out, and it drifted out a little bit, And he started bawling his eyes out. And I had to... I couldn't swim. And I dived in and tried to grab it. And I had these visions of him just floating out into sea. And then being in the middle of the ocean. Just all alone. Just bobbing around. Not being able to see land or anything like that. And that went through my mind quite a lot of times. I I always think of that sort of stuff. Even when I, I got lost in a supermarket once. And... I couldn't find my mum, and then I went up to the counter, said, Look, I've lost my mum. Then she turned up, and for some reason, i it wasn't my mum. It just wasn't my mum. And I just looked at her funny for a, a couple of weeks. To, Is that really my mum? Has she been taken over by robots? I'm not too sure. It looks
2: like her, but I'm not I think sure. she had on a blue shirt when yeah. we went in. How come I'm going home? looks purple now.
0: It was so bizarre. I shouldn't be thinking like that, but that's... Maybe it's like an overactive imagination at a young kid's age, but that's what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> and so I said, you'll never make the charges stick unless you find the bodies. Well, it seems we have company, mate. Ah, yes, welcome. I'm Lee. And I'm Darren. And together we are... The, the Black Dog Podcast! Dog. So, old chum, I'd like to ask, as I'm sure many of our listeners would too... What exactly does the phrase, black dog, mean? Well, I'm glad you ask. A black dog is a blanket that smothers one's emotions, crushing them down into a colorless pit of despair, self-loathing, and manic depression wrapped around one's cold, dead, black soul. That sounds like one of our nights out. (laughs) No, seriously, I will kill again. So, tell me about the black dog podcast. Well, I'm happy to tell you that the Black Dog podcast is an outpouring of ideas, news, rose-tinted specs, and shitty superheroes that's updated every week for our listeners out there in cyberspace land. In short, it's a single ray of sunshine in my otherwise pitiless barren existence. Sounds great. So what you're saying is this podcast is a forum for you to express yourself, your thoughts and feelings, to ease the pain of your hollow life. No, that's what this handgun and bottle of scotch is for. I'll drink to that. Chin chin. The Black Dog Podcast. If you're not listening to it, I'm going to come to your house
1: and attack you in the night.
2: You, uh, you did have like some other adventure I remember seeing on Facebook, too. Oh, yes. Okay.
0: Have you... I'm, I'm not too sure if we've spoken about this before, but have you ever hit an animal in your car? Stroke oh. band, stroke anything.
2: Uh, uh, squirrel, like little critters, would be all that stands out, and that kind of sickening little. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, I hit a um, a pigeon at around about seventy miles an hour coming home the other day, and it just exploded. It literally, for some reason, it swooped down onto a motorway as if like that's the safest place to swoop down on, and it just clattered my wing mirror, nearly took it off and just looked through the rear view mirror and there was this big ball of feathers just exploding everywhere and it just got me wondering if any of our listeners or any, anyone on Facebook or Twitter had ever hit another um, animal at all and I've got quite a few re- uh, responses to this to be honest uh, I've built up a, a top, hang on a top 9 <laughs> of animals all
1: right.
0: now it's not funny hitting animals I don't like hitting animals at all I, I'd rather not but I think everyone has at one point or another there's been I've been behind cars which have hit animals
1: and
0: mm-hmm. uh, it's just not the prettiest thing ever and where I live you see quite a lot of animals at the side of the road either foxes or badgers, hedgehogs even monk jack deers, uh, ducks, even.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems crazy, but yeah. Oh, poor little fellows. But I got quite a few responses. I had. Duh, 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 duh. Let me go through. Abbey Mortar has hit a badger, squirrel, a road deer, barn owl, raven, heron, and a buzzard. <laughs> Chris Lancaster has hit a wood pigeon. Uh, he recycled it by giving it to the cat. Ah. <laughs> Claire Brooker hit a cat a monk deer and a fox not all at the same time she says Betty Edward Straw I think that is she hit a raccoon that'd be bizarre to hit
2: I always Uh, wonder if if um, you the animals are self-aware enough to kind of be like to know the road is, is a bad place to be and do they kind of like is there is it a hot shot or an ignorant animal that like I dare it watch me, watch, I'll make it watch you know, I don't know, you would I've think hit... they, they're conditioned to know like that's that's the bad lands. <laughs> don't go, don't go on the black yeah, my my father died
0: on that gray strip over there. Don't go over there. I find it very hard to actually know if they do know that's a road or not. They just know that oh this metal beast travels along there every now and again. Um, Because drive five minutes away from my house and you're in fields. Mm -hmm. And we have pheasants that roam these fields. Now, you've probably got, let's say, two acres of green grass on one side and two acres of uh, corn and fields and what have you on the other sides. Yet, these pheasants tend to dot themselves up and down this tiny little road that I run down at 60 miles an hour. And <laughs> it's not like they wait for the car to go past. The pheasants, you'll watch them, and they dip their head as if, right, here I go, they dip their head and they <laughs> sprint out in front of you as if they're trying to beat you. And nine times out of ten, you'll either clip them or come very, very close. And I've hit a couple, and the sound isn't very pleasant. It's not very nice no. at all. I've seen squirrels dart under my van and catch the back wheel and... Ugh, no. <laughs> I, d- I just tend to think, no, they they can't know that it's actually a road. They can't distinguish between this is a danger area. Because surely if they'd learn it and then they'd keep away from it.
2: You would think. But then maybe mm. like the the guy who landed the airplane after a bird went in the went into the engine. I wonder if there's that same kind of, like, bird attitude of, like, he's a legend in their culture.
0: What, for bringing down a... Yeah. <laughs> an aeroplane.
2: Like, when <laughs> when I saw your post, my first thought was, like, Mythbusters episodes where they shoot a chicken at a, an aeroplane window, and I was thinking of, of the guy who landed the aircraft, and I was going to say, like, you, you deserve to be hailed if you've successfully landed the car... Park the car after having your impact.
0: Yeah. I haven't swerved on anything. I'm quite proud of that. If I I see anything just dart out, I I don't (laughs) think I'm naturally going to
2: swerve. I had a friend who was driving at night and a deer uh, came in the road, but normally you hit a deer, it does a lot of damage to your car. The deer may or may not survive and go off in the woods. But this deer, they say deer in headlights because the deer freezes. This deer turned... Toward the car, not in like a challenge mode, but just it pivoted its body toward the car. And when he hit the car, the deer went through the front window and became kind of like half trapped in the front seat. Oh, bloody hell! You know, kicking, flailing. He's in the front seat, and he just got like pummeled with the, I you know, hooves. I guess not shoes, obviously, but yeah. Still, he just he said he swerved to the side kicking flailing, and um he didn't know what to do I mean it was kind of half trapped he said it eventually kind of worked its way out and he had called like uh, police to come and they I guess it was in a lot of pain they euthanized it but uh, it was you know he pulled over and, and it's kicking flailing he scrambled out of the car and he just said it was awful to, to be there and and see it suffering and not know what to do and so he would have liked to have helped it, but you know, it's it's not like you can tell a person like calm down. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lift your arm out. Just stop kicking at me and and do that. He said it just. It eventually got its way out, but with the glass and all, just.
0: God blimey, no! Yeah. It, it'll be one of them bizarre situations where you're just driving along, and then all of a sudden you have got a deer sitting next to you, wanting to get out of your cab, mm-hmm. and yeah, just being pummeled by them hooves would just be horrible. Well, you I know it's to... horrible for the the deer to actually go through your windscreen, and then be sitting next to you.
2: Oh yeah. Well, you have to think too of, of you know to shatter the glass. I mean, it, oh, yeah. I know he was going on uh on a, a like 50 mile an hour road. He was going pretty quick, but in the the deer was big. But I mean, it it got got in. <laughs> wow. Uh, he was he was pretty traumatized for a while, which I can understand.
0: Yeah. No. Luckily enough, I think the worst I've hit is like a a pheasant or a squirrel. I think I'd be oh. See, we have a cat, and I we live near a road, obviously, and my worst thoughts are coming down in the morning and finding him flayed out in the middle of the road, yeah. and then having to pick him up, and then having to sh- you know kids crying. I'll be crying, the missus will be crying, everyone will be crying, and I'll have a dead yeah. cat in my hand. You know, where do I put it? Do I put it in the bin? Do I bury it? Do I put it in a bag? What
1: yeah. what
0: procedure do I go through to get rid of this dead feline? And I don't, I don't know. I'd be so worried. And yet, if I ran over a cat, I think I'd be just as devastated. Because I've seen dead cats in the middle of the road, I and know. you think, is that... Like, imagine a, a little old lady who has her own her cat and that's her only that's that's her friend. That's mm-hmm. her lifetime companion now, isn't it? And he doesn't come back one day. Yeah. And the the lady's just sitting there going
2: Did he find where's, someone else?
0: Yeah. Oh, where's I'm mom? sorry I
2: wouldn't give you that extra tuna.
0: Yeah. Please come back. And she goes out in the garden with a little bell. Ting a ling a ling ling. Come back. Come back.
2: Then her sadness turns to anger. You good for nothing cat. Think you can go yeah. somewhere else? <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I always feel really bad when I actually see a, a cat in the middle of the road. That's, it's not like we have we have pets, so you, if you see a hedgehog in the middle of the road, that's not someone's pet there. Mm-hmm. It, you see a badger, yeah, beautiful animal, huge feet, but it's not someone's pet. Yeah, it could be part of a family, but it's not someone's right. pet waiting for it to come home. But when you see a cat, that is someone's pet, and it's, oh, that's someone's family member almost
2: yeah when I was in high school it's probably say like 25 years ago there was I was walking on the street with my girlfriend and we were just walking along and this German shepherd was kind of not walking with us but just was out it's clearly someone's pet and not kept in and um, we, we saw it got hit I can still I can hear the hit the screech and the thud and then the dog didn't die right away. It, it kind of limped off to the side. and Ooh. I can remember my girlfriend, just, she like sobbing hysterically. And then we tried to figure out which house the dog belonged to. And you we know, wanted to go and, and uh, tell somebody. And, and the person who hit it didn't stay. Uh, and maybe, maybe they couldn't. Maybe they legitimately had. They weren't speeding or anything. It just was, it was like a, there were no street lights in the town where we lived. And it was dusk. It was after dinner. But um, they didn't do anything wrong, but they didn't stay either. And and I I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't do anything for it. It's a pretty big investment of time to go door to door to try to guess whose dog it is. I mean, we at least yeah. were walking, so we kind of knew where it came from. But, uh, I mean, you had to hear my girlfriend screaming. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know... I mean, he knew it was, it was a dog he hit. He definitely stopped for a minute to see what it was and knew it wasn't a person or anything. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe he came back on his own some other time. But
0: I had a um, a message from Anthony James from the Scattercast uh, podcast, and he said he hit an Alsatian on the M180 motorway. And he said he literally killed the dog and the the car that he was actually driving. So, you know, you hit these things at speed. It doesn't really matter how he hit them, yeah. it's going to cause some huge damage, especially yeah. like a, a moose or a, a bear or a Sasquatch or something like that. That's going to cause huge yeah. damage to yeah, your vehicle.
2: They're, they're the ones you really got to watch out for.
0: <laughs> well, surely they should know where a road is. Come on.
2: Hell, they've been around for thousands of years.
0: Anyway, I put together, I hope you don't mind, a, a top nine of all the animals that are hit. But out of all the people that have Sent their entries in I suppose uh, In at nine We have a raccoon or a wombat (laughs) Someone hit a raccoon and someone hit a wombat I sort of like put them in In a bag together Yes. So one Up seven to number eight We have a dove And wondering how doves cry Uh, Number seven We have two possums New entry at number six, we have squirrels, three of them. Up one and sticking its neck out are pheasants. Uh, Dropping two places to number four, various deer. A non-mover at three, dogs. We had three entries on dogs. I feel so sorry for the dogs. Oh. I know, it's quite sad. Uh, proving that cats are better than dogs, we have cats in at number two, mm-hmm. with five people hitting cats. And our new number one for this year is pigeons, with seven people hitting pigeons, including me.
2: Jeez. So, there we go.
0: You know, pigeons
2: are supposed to be fairly smart, too. Really? Aren't they? Well, you train them. You can can have homing pigeons and stuff like that.
0: You can train them to fly. Well,
2: they're stupid in cartoons, in general. There's the one where, um, I can... I can't even get a guy's name. The one who plays the young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Valiant. He plays uh, a pigeon in Valiant. But other than that, they're usually the... Because they do that weird cock in their head looking all around kind of thing. They're like, really? Oh uh, Yeah.
0: Just worked out what you're on about, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the Wallace
0: and Gromit uh, animations, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pigeon. No, 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 no. no. That, that's the one with Mel Gibson, the one you're thinking of with the chickens.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Valiant is about a pigeon, and who's who's the guy who plays young Obi Wan Kenobi? Ewan McGregor. He, uh yeah, he does the voice of it. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. So, anyway, do you have anything else? Uh I,
0: I managed to watch a movie on the Friday just gone. Have you ever seen a movie called Wreck? No. No, it's a it's one of these uh camcorder movies where it is all videoed on a single camcorder.
2: Okay. With like Cloverfield kind of thing. Yeah, Cloverfield,
0: Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. that sort of stuff. Um I thought I was buying the the Tamer version, the American version, which I think now is called Quarantine. I'm not too sure. But I bought this wreck. I've been after it for a little while. And I, I wanted to watch the American version and work my way up to the more spooky version, which is a, a Spanish version. <laughs> and it turns out I actually bought the Spanish version by accident. And it's, how do I put it? It's kind of a a zombie film. And it's it's bloody good. I'm not really scared of zombies. Zombies don't really do it for me. I like watching them. But they don't give me the willies or mm-hmm. make me scared or anything like that. But this was wow! This is quite good actually. So I recommend "Wreck." Definitely, I recommend the Spanish version, and people should go and watch this. It's blinding,
2: absolutely good, brilliant. All right, have to look for it.
0: I don't yeah. want to give anything away about it, but I. I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to movies. No, paranormal Activity absolutely turned me over. I could not watch that. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched it, but ooh, did I yeah. not like it? Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this was really good. It was done really well. Quite a few jumpy moments as well. Typical jumpy moments, you know, with that being said. But still, a really good film. Really, yeah. really good film, and I suggest everyone goes and watches it.
2: Ah. Yeah that sounds pretty cool. That's um I saw you had that on Facebook and I wasn't really sure what you were talking about. I'll have to look for the film and, and see it. Is it on uh is on Netflix? Instant demand, do you know, or
0: I don't know. Is it
2: subtitled the Spanish one?
0: Yes, it is, yeah. But it doesn't take you out of the movie. I would have thought that would have taken me out of the movie, but it's really well done. The premise of it is this camera crew are there to video uh, a fire station and their operation While You Sleep. I mm-hmm. think that's the title, the, the piece of work that they're actually doing is called While You Sleep.
2: I remember and, seeing the trailers for this now, yeah. and then they're like, not, a lot, not not able to get out, is that right? Yeah,
0: they're, they're caught up in a situation and they can't get out of a building. Mm-hmm. It's basically quarantined down. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to ruin it.
2: That's what I thought the name of the movie was <clears> for a while, but now I, it's clicking now.
0: I'm wondering if, if the American version is called Quarantine. I think I don't it might know. be. But yeah, definitely go see the Spanish version.
2: We'll put a trailer up in the show notes and on mm. the uh, website, on a Facebook page. Yeah, definitely. of the YouTube trailers. Well, that's, uh, that's probably a pretty good place to end. Yeah, we've, we're we going to try to get back to uh, a little more regular schedule now. I know we say that all the time, but we had a pretty busy September. It should be a much smoother October-November. Only 87 days till Christmas as of recording time here. Really? Get out and get your shopping done.
0: Oh, you're one of them
2: people? No, someone just had told me that the other day, and it just kind of, I was like, really? Wow.
0: Yeah, I was told it was 100 days when it was 100 days, not not today. (laughs) And I I went, oh, okay, you're one of them people, are you? And she said, yeah, yeah, of course I am. Oh, okay. And I carried on.
2: Well, you know, it goes so quickly, it's summer, and then all of a sudden it's not, you know, especially, like, we have Halloween coming up and, and Thanksgiving, and the, just, it just seems to go so quickly. There's so many things that are breaking up the school weeks and activities and all that you blink, and all of a sudden, like, September's over now, so.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's bizarre. Yeah. We'll or soon be know? out of the burrs and into 2011, although, to be honest... I, I think we should um try and at least get one more live show in between now and the new year. Oh, definitely. And maybe we should make that a a bring-your-come-in-non-school-uniform day. You know, just have... Oh, look! Because I, I found my old um Nintendo Game & Watch games ah. the other day, and I've got one set of batteries between three of these things, like you do as your kid. Yeah. And I've got the cement factory, you know, the... The Mario Luigi one where it, it parts in the middle and mm. you have to load up the truck and yep. the the bottles go in, in between. <laughs> and I've got the the Donkey Kong Junior where you have to jump along, grab a key and unlock the, the padlock. Yeah. And so maybe we could all get together and do a live show of some sorts, bring all your games or all your <laughs> other bits of Bob's. I don't know. This we'll try and work something out anyway.
2: Yeah. We'll find an interactive website we can cut kind our of challenge each other on yeah <laughs> stream it on UStream. stream well it should be good you guys keep checking the facebook page we appreciate the attention it's gotten lately a lot of good replies to elton's question i had asked a question about cover songs which we'll talk about on a upcoming show mm-hmm. definitely let us know if you saw the um if you saw the movie wreck or quarantine or whatever it's called in your neck of the woods yep <laughs> Make sure you visit the show notes either on the Facebook page or at bombastpodcast.podbean.com dot podbean dot com, and you can send us emails at bombastpodcast at gmail dot com. Yes.
0: Oh, one point on that: we have got emails and we have read them. It's just we're really rubbish at getting back to people on the emails, aren't we? Hold my yeah. hands up. I'm terrible at getting back to emails.
2: Well, we what happens is a lot of times is we'll wait till we can talk to each other about whether each of us have read the email and then should we dress it on the show or should we send something back? And then it, we don't want it to seem, Oh, wait, 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 this is totally out of topic, but here's an email from Steve. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Let's go back. So, uh, we're going to, that too, we're going to try to get back to at least a, responding via email and whether it makes the show or not is no reflection on the quality of the email. It's just, the way things go.
0: Yeah. We apologize. We do appreciate them. It's just we're a little bit rubbish. So
2: Well parting thought for you here. Alright? The word in. thermometer, right? T H E R M O M E T E R. Thermometer. Okay. Visualize that in your head. You would never call that thermometer, would you? No. Speedometer. You wouldn't say speedometer, it's a speedometer. Yeah, I have an email sitting here. We're talking about it. It's the homecoming spirometer. I don't think that's what they mean. S p i r i t o m e t e r. It they mean spirit o meter.
0: Hmm. Spiritometer.
2: A spirit o as opposed to a spirit-o-met- spirit-o-met- spiritometer.
0: Spiritometer.
2: Spiritometer. Spirit. <laughs> spiritometer something to think about words that can be pronounced more than one way and someone decides they're going to go against the trend it's not thermometer it's not speedometer but this person wants it to be spiritometer I don't think they mean spirit spiritometer spiritometer <laughs> no, I don't know mull it over get back to us
0: definitely oh one other thing yeah. after your passing thing sure um Go to uh, www.zazzle.co.uk forward slash And there we have a store where you can buy T-shirts and cups and badges and other T-shirts and cups. And K'nick K'nacks.
2: Yes, K'nick K'nacks.
0: <laughs> uh, but I first created one of these uh, stores on Cafe Press. Now, I sent you one of these t-shirts, didn't yes, I? Very came nice out quite one. nice.
2: It's the cheese one, actually, folks. If you've seen Elton when he was working on uh, Mouse Cheese Designs.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I, I thought it came out quite nice. Yeah. But I thought, okay, fair enough. I'll try one of the other styles as well. I went through Cafe Press. They sent me through the t-shirt. And it's like they've printed this thing onto a bit of paper and then they've ironed it on. Okay, yeah, I was, it,
2: I was wondering what the quality would be. This one's actually good, the one you sent me. But yeah. But I could see how that might not be the case.
0: Well, that that felt exactly the same way. And I've gone, okay, I'm not happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm really not happy with that. I want it to be embedded into the actual cotton itself. It
2: screened on better,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I've gone to this Zazzle place. I've put the t-shirts through. I've actually ordered one. I, it came through this weekend and it is screened in and it looks blinding I'm well impressed with it so do they ship
2: overseas I'll have to look into that
0: I'm pretty sure they do yeah
2: if not we'll find a domestic one of comparable quality for the US fans
0: yeah but I'm really happy with the quality of these so uh, yeah go to the Zazzle site I'll put it all in the show notes and let us know if you like them if you don't like them what we could do what we can't do and just feedback please
2: well well done Alright, thank you very much guys for listening and we'll see you in about a week.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed and I'll see you soon.
2: Bye. Bye.